This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Hammond and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please donate at patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we have, well, okay, there's a bunch of stories just from the past week, so we won't spend excessive amounts of time on any of them. That doesn't sound like us. I know. It'll, that, it won't happen. <laughs> but the first one I want to get to just because it's a big freaking deal. Uh, Cardinal George Pell from Australia oh, yeah. has been charged with sex abuse yes. and multiple counts of sexual assault. I mean, he is literally the highest guy up in the Catholic Church who's ever been convicted of this it's kind of like the trump investigation like how high up does it right. go I and think I in saw the catholic somewhere... church they got someone who's like the right hand man of the pope yeah i saw somewhere that he's like the equivalent to like secretary of treasury i want to say like something yeah pretty he runs their bank accounts more or less end. i mean he is high up and what was, Harrington of, <laughs> what was he's the like hamilton the hamilton joke. of the church yeah he was secretary of treasury. <laughs> he is talked about in a while <laughs> he is someone who they wanted him to testify in Australia where he's from mm -hmm. when all these things were going on. Mm -hmm. But, oh, look, Pope Francis whisked him away to the Vatican and then he oh. wouldn't go back. And he's like, health issues, but I got to stay in the Vatican. Oh, I thought <laughs> he was going to go back. Now he is. Oh. Uh, finally, to clear his name. Yeah, I saw him make his, and I haven't followed this clo closely at all, assuming that you and I would talk about it. And God forbid I like do research or homework. Who needs research? <laughs> um. First of all, I have to say, I don't think I've ever seen like a cardinal speak with an Australian accent. And it's, it's very <laughs> like odd. I'm just used to like them speaking Latin. Or, Can you imagine or a pope like that too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Australian accent. I'm just not used to it in that, like in all the regalia. Anyway, um, so what evidence? So where in Australia is he from? Is he Brisbane? Uh, he was the archbishop of a few different places. Melbourne, uh, he's been archbishop of... I can't remember the other place, Brisbane maybe, but he's he's a high up. He's been around in Australia for a really long time. And what the Australian Royal Commission found was in their investigation, uh -huh. more than 4,000 people said they were abused in the church that he was overseeing okay, in so, Australia. Wow. Like he didn't molest 4,000 yeah, kids. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought <laughs> you were saying. But, I was like, <laughs> but he was overseeing all of that. Like, yeah. that all happened under his watch. So are the allegations that he... Oh, I'm sorry. Melbourne and Sydney are the two Melbourne places he was archbishop of. Um, are there are, are the allegations that he actually molested or that he was just complicit in covering it up? My understanding is there's one charge of him actually doing, like, the deed. The but the bigger charge is he knew it was happening and he didn't do enough to put a stop to it. He didn't punish people under his watch. And that's, like, why he's charged i mean it's charged of sexual assault himself and uh i think for all this historical stuff that could be linked to him too he's denied everything as of course he would. as they want to do. um but the bigger deal here is finally someone's been charged high up in the catholic church with basically doing nothing and the bigger issue is we knew all of this for a while that he was charged with these problems really and yet pope francis said we come on generous. down to the vatican like, Pope Francis knew that mean, he was how, being charged with, how, or uh, uh, accused of all this. But, like, are there any higher-ups in the Catholic Church whose, like, slates are clean in that regard? Like, I feel like if Officially or unofficially. Who, well, <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean to be making light of it, because obviously, like, the child abuse allegations in the Catholic Church are, like, abhorrent and horrifying, and, and my heart goes out to anybody who's affected by that. But, like, I don't know. I, I just... Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt anything for a second. Like, the fact that there's only one abuse allegation against him, I think is kind of interesting and a little... Like, I feel like it's usually you either are predatory or or you're not. But I would be very, very curious to dig into those and see, like, how, excuse me, uh, priests and such got moved around and just what kind of... 
Yeah, I mean, like this migratory patterns they've formed. We don't know exactly what he did, didn't do, what he knows and didn't know. But what the Royal Commission found is that, no, there's enough to charge this guy with assault. Um, they haven't... Jesus. The Australian police, I'm reading from CNN here, they haven't released a detailed list of charges. They didn't say anything about his victims. They just said there were multiple charges, multiple complainants. Um, he says none of it's true, of course, but... And so... I mean, I have no idea how, like, I barely know how U.S. law works, let alone international law. Yeah. But I'm really curious because in that, uh, have you watched that documentary, The Keepers, yet? No. God, Hammond. Sorry. What are you doing? Uh, Working? God. Cleaning diapers. Oof. Um, (laughs) That's my excuse for everything, by the way. (laughs) Isn't she, like, eight? I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, I know they spoke a lot about the law, and I don't know if it was New York, was it New York? I think it was New York. Oh, God damn it, Jessica. Yeah. Do homework sometimes. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, there's the statute of limitations, and but then you can prove, like, if it's a recovered memory, yada, yada, yada. And it, I'm very curious to see how that functions internationally because I don't, okay, and, and somebody, and I'm sure somebody will tell me, statutes of limitations kind of bum me the fuck out. Like, <laughs> it really, I really don't understand their benefit. Like, I guess it's just a general let's not muck up the works with shit that happened 20 years ago. But when you're talking about like child molestation cases, you're not going to expect an eight year old to be like, Hey everybody, like I'm going to take up charges. I'm going to be Jane Doe. I, I just, I'm very curious to see how it plays out on that front. But do we think the more serious allegations are his own sexual abuse or just his sort of, it's a good question. Or did he know something overseeing it? And he had to, he, that's the idea. Um, I don't know. And I, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about the Australian law either and how, what they can get him on and all that, but it looks like steps are being taken, which is think, really the story. So so do you know off the top of your head or do you have in no. your Google machine how many priests have actually been... Like, I do have that in the Google machine. According to the Royal Commission, this is from 2013, they found, quote, 7% of priests in Australia were accused... Of molesting children. I'm sorry, I was yeah. asking specifically about was anybody punished? How many um, people are in jail in, in America oh, or internationally? Like, because about this abuse stuff, right? Because there like, are a handful. Because I've seen those they? stories, but it's it's usually a priest or a bishop, right. but it's n- rarely does yeah. it go to a cardinal versus. I mean, much less the Vatican. Sure, and, and I'm curious to see how this shakes out because I just have I, I have so little faith in the system as it is, especially when it pertains to like old white dudes in power. Like yeah. I just have no faith that any consequences were like, yes, That's this is going to be fear. a scandal and maybe, and listen, maybe his career will be ruined or whatever. Like, I don't know. My career's ruined. I didn't do shit. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, we act like that's a consequence, or they act like that's a consequence. But like, when are we going to hold people accountable for their garbage actions? Yeah, and how many of this these type of accusations will the Catholic Church be able to get out of? Because they always seem to snake uh, right out of them. Snake right out of and assume and say that they didn't do anything. And yes, you should get a fair trial. But how many of these time? How many of these accusations have to be lies I'm, for the, I, all that to make sense? I'm actually. <laughs> Here's what I am surprised by. I'm surprised that the Catholic Church hasn't like thrown a couple of its own under the bus. Just to say face. Just no, honestly, <laughs> just to be like, yeah, those three dudes were really bad. And look at we're like when we see wrongdoing, we're gonna go after it and like get, you know, call the herd and get those out of here. But but the rest of it is whatever they're saying about it now. Like, wouldn't you, you can't say, hey, there's been a kajillion accusations around the world at Catholic priests and they're all made from whole cloth. Like, that's, that's absurd. That's absolutely absurd on its face. So, like, why don't they just say, like, yeah, you're right. We did catch these two bad guys and we're going to punish them because bad. Because we care about children and they're not getting raped. I think even if they did that, though, it's... uh, these accusations are made all around the world. You can't pin it on one or two guys because yeah. yeah, it's so true. widespread. So what do but, you do when the whole barrel of apples is rotten? But don't you think rotten? there's, there's got to be a couple of people who like were so careless and so dumb that they have like text chains or you know what I mean? Yeah, like that right. are so careless. There's a very clear and, paper trail. And again, I think they have gotten those people, but they're usually low ranking. Right. And it's not like the Catholic Church is like... Squirreling them out, they're right. like, "Oh, you caught us because we <laughs> were trying to protect these guys." But oh, my bad. 
Ugh, Catholics. The funniest thing about this, together. if there's anything funny to find, is that when Pell was not coming back to Australia during the Royal Commission's investigation to uh-huh. mention the comedian, wrote a song called Come Home, Cardinal Pell. Oh, I remember that. That and was a while ago. That was a while ago. He didn't come home. Oh. And now he's finally coming home. Because I did not connect those two <laughs> things because I remember that song. So I yep. really liked him mentioning it. It's a, a great lot. song. If you haven't heard it, go Google it. Come Tim home. You guys, if you haven't listened to Tim <laughs> Minchin, like, just cut out a couple hours and just sit down just and binge listen. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on to a different story, uh, closer to home. Donald Trump. Closer tweeted, home than Australia. <laughs> than Australia. Donald Trump tweeted this horrible thing about uh, Mika, uh, Mika Brzezinski. Brzezinski. And how, whatever, here's how she looks, and here's why you shouldn't watch the show, whatever. And that was stupid. Um, what really bothered me after all that, because uh-huh. I'm almost immune to that now, is Sarah Huck- Huckabee Sanders, the deputy press secretary. Sarah Huckabee oh, Sanders, come so the fuck on. They asked her during the press briefing yesterday, we're doing this on Friday, uh, June 30th, they asked her during the press we're briefing. We're in the morning, y'all. We are. There is no wine here. <laughs> uh, they asked her, what are you going to tell your kids this behavior is okay? What, what do you say to your kids? G-O-D. Yes, and that was her answer. And I'm going to quote her answer. Um, as a person of faith, I think we all have one perfect role Listen, model. Pa, <laughs> as soon as you said as a person of faith, I yeah. like flipped my remote <laughs> out of my hand. I was like, nope. And when I, she goes on, when I'm asked that question, I point to God, I point to my faith, and that's where I would tell my kids to look. Which is not just a total dismissal of what her boss did. Uh-huh. Like, she, her boss did no wrong, but she won't tell her kids it's wrong. She'll just say, look to God. And look away from all the horrible things we are doing. And I'm going to defend all the horrible things we're doing. Like, that's such an excuse to get out of any responsibility whatsoever. Yes. That's what's so frustrating. Like, you can use that excuse for anything. Like, that is the most impressive, like, obfuscation I have ever seen of, like, hey, your boss did something really bad. Yeah, but God, though, so... <laughs> so look so away. cool. Who cares? Also, do you know where she's from? Because she sounds like Jodie Foster to me, and I just need... I can't <laughs> I place her accent. I assume Arkansas. Isn't that where Mike Huckabee's from? Yeah, I Governor guess. Governor of Arkansas. Uh, I better get that. That right. was an important but, thing to say, but she just sounds like Jodie Foster to me. Okay, so here's the thing. I So I have been, as I've said, kind of a little off the grid in terms of of news consumption for many reasons, not the least of which is like, I need to continue to function as a human being. That's always Um, a tough thing. (laughs) But, and I will say this, and it's not without its flaws and they're deeply imperfect, but I like morning Joe. I enjoy that program. If I watch morning news, that's the one I watch. I, it's just something that I've, I have not seen it that much. Really? I, I just enjoy it. It's listen, I know they were super, like pro Trump for a long time, and there's or at least crit- not anti Trump, right? There's yeah. criticisms to be levied for sure. But Morning Joe is something I like, and and Mika is somebody I really respect <laughs> a lot. And I remember that show's been on for ten years, and I remember ten years ago she did my favorite thing a news reporter has ever done. It was when do you remember? Do you remember when Paris Hilton was a person who oh, yes. we cared about? There was it was like right in the infancy of the show, and the next headline she was supposed to read was something about Paris Hilton. Maybe she was going to jail question mark or something. And she was just like, no, like live on air to her producer. Like, I'm not reading this. I'm not going to read oh, I this. I do remember hearing And that. they're like, that's the next headline. She's like, no, they want me to read about Paris Hilton. I don't care. I'm not going to do it. He, and she like tore it up. <laughs> and ever since then, I have been a Mika supporter. So it felt weirdly. Pr- I mean, every time <laughs> Trump does really gendered insults, it hits really close to home for me personally, especially when he, because he clearly, I don't know if he fears women or hates women or somewhere in the middle there. Even if you don't buy that he does that, the fa- I mean, he goes after women in a oh, way he never goes he, after men, whether it's yeah. conscious or not. And I actually, because de- I'm really cool, I DVR'd uh, Morning Joe this morning. Because That's the saddest I, thing I've ever heard. Okay, well, I'm not going to get up at 5 a.m. to watch it. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm sorry. I'm trying to stop saying crazy. Somebody wrote in about me saying crazy a lot. I'm gonna, pro- <laughs> I'm gonna do my best. I'm aware of it at least. Um, anyway, so I, and in her response, first of all, was like the height of class. She was just like, I mean, I'm. She's like, people keep texting me. I'm fine. Like this sucks as what it is and what it means for the country. But like, don't worry about me. And then she talked about her tin, t- her chin tuck that she got. And I was very <laughs> jealous. And I want to get one now. Yeah. But anyway, her, her, I think her response was very, very classy and very well measured. But Joe made a, a 
interesting point of like, I have called out Trump on a lot, on a lot, a lot, like called him by name and dragged his name through the mud. And it's always Mika who Hmm. gets targeted specifically. Trump has this history and I don't know why this is again. And we talked about with, um, Oh, what's his face? Tesla guy. Oh, Jessica. Which guy? Tesla guy. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Like he hit his barrier with the Trump campaign. Like, Oh, this is the tipping point I'm leaving. Mm Mm-hmm. This kind of, and maybe it's just because I watch MSNBC. Yeah, a lot. he was part of some like advisory council. Yeah, and the He's whole not the, the Paris thing happened, and mm-hmm. and Elon Musk was like, "No, fuck this." Um, this feels like a lot of people's tipping points for some reason. Like him going after Mika, and I don't know why. I don't know if she's just that well liked. Yeah, a or, lot of conservative pundits were angry at him. Yeah, too. like this seems to be the tipping point. So, yeah. and I think the timing of it is so weird because it's right when they're trying to get all this this. Uh, 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 healthcare stuff through, and everybody's like, w- "No, why?" When I just, I've been following this with great. You're interest trying to because answer this with logic, and why would he do this? There's right. no logic behind it. But like, this seems to be the tipping point of like conservative men and women alongside <laughs> liberals are like, dude, except, cut it the fuck out. Except for Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who Sarah still Huckabee defends Sanders. him, who doesn't. Who you would think? I would think the reaction you're giving as a woman, is I am a woman, the appropriate you. one because you've probably dealt with this a lot. And what bugs me is I'm sure Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Sean Spicer, who are basically doing the same job right now, uh-huh. they both get criticism, valid like criticism, but I'm sure the type she gets... Garbage people. Yeah, I'm sure the type she gets, though, is way worse in a totally different way. Yes. So she ought to understand why what Donald Trump did was wrong and yet she continues to defend it and act like it's the media who's wrong for calling him out on it. And what really bothered me about her comment in particular is that she's like, I look to God. I tell my children to look to God. Well, again, I, I'm not the Bible expert here, but Jesus is the guy who said, turn the other cheek. And what did she say? If like He's he, a fighter. That he's a fighter. If you punch him, he's going to punch back. Uh, Melania Trump spokesperson said it 10 times times harder. Like that is not what God said. Your God, the one you say we should look up to. Okay. A, A, it's super not what God said. B or Jesus or whatever. But B like that is not becoming, it's not becoming of a president and it's not becoming of a world leader. And I think the repercussions, Oh yeah, we're long past that. That's the thing is like the repercussions of this are I think going to be going to echo for years and years beyond whatever Trump manages to fuck up while he's in office because we I think we have as, as a country we've effectively said like we don't give a shit about anything besides America first right yeah. you can't pretend to be a world leader if your philosophy is America first I don't know enough about global politics to know whether or not that's a good thing that we're no longer pretending. No, it adds to the stereotype of America is like so selfish and only thinks about itself. Like other people in other countries, they know about world politics. They know about things going on in other countries. We don't. Right. (laughs) And and frankly, don't care. Like we're... And this just feeds into that. The selfishness I'm seeing time and time again, I know I talk about this every episode, but it's just this like selfishness that we're seeing in this country of on every level of it's America first, forget the rest of the world. It's me first, forget poor starving people. Yeah. Like, and it's one it's, thing when American citizens do it. It's another when the president has that same mindset. I ju- I, but that's what th- the thing is. He's a representative of like, yeah, what people, many people are thinking. Oh, just fucking sucks. Yeah, I haven't traveled out of the country since he's been elected but oh. I am sure, and maybe people can back us up on this or not, I'm sure if anyone's traveled out of the country and they say, oh, I'm from the U.S., I'm sure a question they get, I'm sure the first question any American what citizen gets. What the fuck gets, is going on? Yeah, and like, oh, Trump. <laughs> like, you have to defend that or just they're going to want to know about what's going on about that. I, I have to imagine that's what everyone else wants to know if you say you're an American citizen and you go elsewhere. I just don't get with Sanders, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, like, why would her kids look to God as a role model when they see their devout mother yeah. doing the exact opposite? Well, and yeah. It makes no sense. And there is a point that you have to... I mean, there, what is her breaking point, I guess? Like, what yeah. is her point of saying, like, hey, you're a bad dude and yeah. I don't... And imagine the career opportunities for somebody of her level to be like, fuck 
off, dude. I'm out of here. And right. Like, that's a book deal immediately. Like, <laughs> so it's not like, so, okay. This so idea it's not that you can't criticize thing. him because it's her job and she right. would lose her job. No, right. she would be a hero she if be she. A hero. Any so, Republican who says, I'm not backing this president. Like, oh my Saturday God. Night Live did a sketch it where they were like, perfect who, sketch. which one, like, who will be the hero to the save he- us? And they don't know because there's no one. Yeah, it's like a movie trailer for yeah. like the one Republican <laughs> who stood up against Trump and it's just like blank face. Yeah. Um, Okay, so it can't be a financial thing that she's, like, afraid of job security, right? Like, I feel like she's fine. Yeah. It, she, if she is as Christ-loving as she says, then this kind of language probably isn't, an attitude isn't in line with her morals. So does she legitimate, does she in her heart of hearts think that Donald Trump calling Mika a, like, low IQ, crazy Mika or whatever... Or Joe, psycho Joe, or what? Does she think that's appropriate? Like, is that? And I don't know. And I don't know if there's a way to know. And but I'm really curious about it. Like, at what point? At what point are you towing the line? At what point are you actually believing what you're spitting out? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, who? And which I mean, is worse. the fact that 80 percent of evangelicals voted white evangelicals voted for Donald Trump. Right. I mean, suggests that they don't actually care if their president from their party matches their stated morals. Mm -hmm. They don't care. No, they don't. Um, And there's been plenty of think pieces about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Different story. Uh, In Arkansas this month, for a couple years now, there's a state senator, Jason Repair, I think that's his name, uh, who's been fighting to put a Ten Commandments monument on the Capitol grounds because Oklahoma did it, even though their state Supreme Court said you got to take it down. That's illegal. Repair doesn't care. He's like, we're going to pass this bill anyway. And to avoid oh, hero. to avoid the same thing, which is to say the government put up this monument. That's illegal. That's promotion of Christianity. He uh-huh. said, we'll establish a body that will approve or disapprove of various monuments. And hey, the Ten Commandments monument gets a green light. What about the Satanist monument that was proposed? Got a thumbs down. So it's more or less the same thing. But they approved the Ten Commandments monument. It just went up like this week. Uh-huh. And the lawsuit, uh, the ACLU uh, was just waiting for it to go up to file the lawsuit. Sure. And they said, we're going to file a lawsuit. I think the Satanic Temple said the same thing. They're going to file the lawsuit now. In the interim, 24 hours, less than 24 hours after it went up, uh-huh. uh, a guy uh, named Michael Tate Reed took his car drove right into the monument at like 5.30 in the morning, smashed it, it is broken, it's down. Like, there go the Ten Command. there goes Ten Commandments monument. First question, I will be honest, running through my mind is, oh God, please don't be an atheist. Yeah. Nope. Well, I actually checked his Facebook uh-huh. page and it actually said he's a quote, born again Christian and Jesus freak. Really? Yeah. So this guy is a Christian. Like there's no I mean, bones about this. He wait, says wait, wait. he's a Christian, okay. whatever that means to him. But the funny thing is I'm like, you know, what was weird is in Oklahoma, some guy ran into with his car, ran into their monument too. Same and then guy? They, put it back up, and then the Supreme Court struck it down so they'd remove it anyway. Yup, same guy. No! Same guy. This is what he does. No! Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God! What a twist! Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> what was really weird, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things weird about this. Yeah. Because he, he hinted at this on his post. He's, his argument is he is a devout Christian, uh-huh. uh, but he supports church-state separation. Good. And that's why he wanted to do this. The weirdest thing is he put up a GoFundMe campaign before he drove in saying, I'm going to need a new car. Trying oh to raise money God. for this. Like, it's... Okay, so not to make light of this, he said in Oklahoma when this happened there, uh, or his family said it, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and he was off oh, his meds. No. I don't know if that's the same reason slash cause in this case. So mental illness may have something to do with it. Christianity may or may not have something to do with it. Uh, Because I could also see an argument saying this is like a false idol and this is a symbol that we shouldn't be honoring. Um, But needless to say, uh, I don't know what the state of Arkansas is going to do. I don't know if they're going to replace this $26,000 monument with another one because the lawsuits are coming. Yeah, Uh, And... Repair has said repeatedly that the Supreme Court has said this is okay. He's wrong. What the Supreme Court said was okay is 
I think in the state of Texas, they had a Ten Commandments monument outside a courthouse, Uh but it was surrounded by other monuments with, you know, depicting the law in different phases and things like that. They said, okay, well, this isn't highlighting Christianity or promoting it. We'll let that stand. Uh And the same day the Supreme Court said that was okay, they also said another Ten Commandments monument in Kentucky that was a standalone monument Uh was illegal because it promoted Christianity. This is what... They're doing in Arkansas. That's why this is going to come down. Absurd that... By the way... (laughs) Why are we still doing this? I don't know. By the way, just to make this clear, I'm no one, no atheist I've seen condones the vandalism. No no, no. No one said that. Um, Yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely not. That's horrible. That's not the way to handle this because the lawsuit was going to make it come down anyway. But also, I just don't... I don't get it. I don't get why this is the hill you're going to die on. You know, like... What you What's going to happen what's... if the Ten Commandments doesn't go? No one's going to stand outside, read it, and say, "Oh, I shouldn't kill." It's oh, thanks, I mean, is monument. It, is it pandering to his base? Or oh, totally. Is I, that I what mean, it he is? believes it too. Repair. No, no, no. But... Of course, but I just don't get like you're costing your taxpayers money. Oh, like, you're going not to. Not only yeah. is this, I'm sure, obscenely expensive, and like. Sorry, the government isn't like flush with cash right now. I don't think this is the shit we should be focused on. <laughs> he doesn't we have care. some other shit to do. He doesn't care. But like, how how do you spin this? It's just dumb. It's just it's weird. I just hate it. I didn't um, hate it all. Yeah, it, it's, it's messed up. Just what a waste of everybody's <laughs> fucking time. There's a story that we covered a while back, which is about the Supreme Court case. Trinity Lutheran Church versus Comer. This is the case where oh, yeah, that came down. Uh, a church in uh, Missouri mm-hmm. wanted to get access to public funds to rebuild their playground to make it more safer. Um, they more applied safer? more safe. Yeah, they applied for the grant. Yeah, uh, they in theory they should have gotten the grant just based on merit, uh-huh. but the state said you're a religious, you're a church, so we can't give you the money. Our state constitution forbids it. Right. The church sued. It went to the Supreme Court. Uh, we had hints during oral arguments that this is not going to go in church-state separation's favor, yeah. and in fact, the court ruled seven to two that it was okay that the they overturned it. The church had every right to have access to that money. Missouri should have given them that money that's what the court said what we don't know right now is how what that applies to because there were some justices who said yeah the church should have gotten the money but only in this situation we don't know if it applies to other stuff um neil gorsuch and clarence thomas were like this should apply to everything oh you don't say yeah uh but those are the only two who said that the other justices who said yes were like who the dissenters are uh yeah there were two of them can you guess is it rbg uh, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Sonia Sotomayor. Oh, um, bless they dissented. And this is what I want to talk about because Sonia Sotomayor's dissent, and yes, she's in a minority of two here, um, she said some really amazing things. I don't, it's Yo. really dry and boring to read Supreme Court case like opinions, but seriously, we'll link to it in the notes. You should read what Ruth's, she wrote. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, her dissents are. And are a sight to behold. They are. And Sotomayor's, as we're about to find out, are amazing too. Um, because she very clearly said this was such a violation of church state separation. Yeah. Um, she said, I'm quoting here, the conclusion that the funding the church that the funding the church seeks would impermissibly advance religion is inescapable. Um they're they want to what else did she say? The church has not, cannot provide such assurances, she said, that they're not going to use this money to indoctrinate children because to Sotomayor, improving the playground uh-huh. goes right to the heart of the church's mission, which is to indoctrinate children. Right. You can't separate the two, even though the other justices said that's totally fine. And don't you think this is such an excellent case where it's like, okay, drop, you know, change church for mosque and you tell me how the supreme court oh yeah they, like i think that's a really excellent exercise for anything and i think this is a great example of that yep um and she went through the history of church separation she argued why they shouldn't have passed this uh particular thing and she gave a long list of all the state constitutions that forbid exactly this and she wrote at the end of her uh remarks if this separation of church and state means anything It means that the government cannot, or at the very least, need not tax its citizens and turn that money over to houses of worship. 
it leads us instead to a place where separation of church and state is a constitutional slogan, not a constitutional amendment. Ooh. And the shady, the, the biggest shade she threw on her colleagues uh-huh. at the last sentence of her Tell opinion. Me. Normally they say, I respectfully dissent. <gasps> no, no, no. This one, she's just like, I dissent, period. Oh! Which <laughs> that omission was not ignored. People saw that. So good for her. Too yeah. bad she's in the minority. But the bigger question here is, how will the religious right use this argument to use taxpayer money? Because my argument is, what if Liberty University, like super conservative Liberty University, said, we want to build a gym on our campus. Uh-huh. Everyone in the community can use it. Right. Um, therefore, we should get access to taxpayer funding if it's available to build it. Because what happens when they get that money? If they get that money, they build this beautiful gym. Uh-huh. Yes, the whole community can use it. But Liberty can now say, come to our campus advancing their mission of indoctrinating people into religious right Christianity because they have this beautiful facility. I mean, it does go to improving their status mm-hmm. and that goes to well, and you know, improving the church and saying, look, we're getting this funding. I'm curious about the tax implications of that too. Of, of the Liberty case or the Trinity? Just Lutheran. kind of, I mean, Liberty specifically, but like... And, they don't and pay I, taxes, but right. they get access to this taxpayer yeah, money. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like, okay, so... Fu- and I... And I don't know if you agree with me, like, if they want access to taxpayer money, fine, as long as it's, like, distributed evenly among religions. And also, if you pay property taxes. Well, yeah. If you pay taxes, you can get access yeah, to taxes. You can endorse candidates from the pulpit if you want That's to, if you fine. pay taxes. But they want to, oh, what is the I saying, get my, have their cake, like, eat it too, whatever. Yeah. I, like, driving down Michigan Avenue, there's churches that, man, that has to be billion-dollar real estate that that's sitting Oh, on. yeah. Absolutely. So it's a weird case. And again, I know the religious right is celebrating it. I know atheists are complaining about it, but none of them could make an articulate case right now for what this means in the future because no one knows. Yeah. Like, so the bigger question is, how are they going to cite this when they're pushing for taxpayer money in the future? Uh-huh. We don't know. Jeez. Um, okay. Uh, another follow-up story that I wanted to bring up. We mentioned last week... Uh, that Monica Miller, the American Humanist Association lawyer, uh uh, she had fought successfully to remove a cross from public property in Pensacola, Florida. It was in a park. She argued that it shouldn't be there. Again, promotion of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Court said, yep, the city has 30 days to take it down. Right. They haven't taken it down yet. It'll happen uh, unless there's an appeal or whatever. But in the aftermath of her victory, people were basically harassing her about it. This goes back to... This doesn't happen to men who argue these cases, but she's a woman. And one of the guys who said the thing that got spread the most said, here's the idiot attorney that fought for the removal of the cross in Pensacola. Let's make her famous and run her out of town. I don't know what let's make her famous means. I'm scared. Uh And let's run her out of town. She doesn't live there. She's an attorney. She fought for clients who live there. Right. Um, Here's the follow-up. A local news station caught up with that guy. His name is Lou Cobb. They're like, so what's up with your post? Because that's messed up on all sorts of uh, levels. And here's what he said. One is, I never insinuated hate or harm. Like, no, you, you were pretty hateful whether or not you meant to harm her. Um, he also said, I thought she was a local attorney, you know, let's, he said, don't patronize her, make it hard for her to stay in Pensacola. That's not okay. Even if she lived there. Right. But here's the biggest thing that he said, uh, in this case, there's no right or wrong to it. Mm. This, that was a personal belief Mm. of his. And I put it out there. Mm. I am man enough to stand behind it. Oh God. Yeah. That was his defense for not taking down his post. Even after all this came to light. I'm man enough to stand behind it. Dude, a, a man would have apologized. No, a human would have apologized. A human would have apologized. I, Thank you. This man enough garbage, <laughs> this fucking toxic masculinity of like oh. anything I say, I have to stay behind because otherwise, like, I, I'm emasculate. It's garbage. It's yeah. fucking bullshit. This man threatened a woman and nobody cares. And he's nobody proud of it. fucking gives he's a shit. And he's standing behind his word. And guess what, Hemant? Do you think there are going to be any consequences? Because I not. fucking don't think there are. Of when when if do laws... If a Muslim laws said it about Christians, oh my God, there'd be a SWAT team outside his house. When do laws and rules start to matter to anybody? Uh, when you're not a Christian. I just matter. don't fucking get it. It's just this... The, okay, different story. that guy. Yes. Uh, Catholic campuses. There was a study that came out recently by a guy who is a theology professor. Take that as you will. I have no reason to doubt his conclusion, though. Uh What he said is if you survey students on regular 
uh, public universities, okay. uh, some amount of students hook up. Okay, fine. That's not surprising. If you oh, survey yeah, Catholic yeah. campuses, they hook up less often, mm-hmm. um, which is not surprising because they really stress the whole wait till you're married sort of thing. Leave room for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Um, I think 70% of college people on public school campuses, 70% say they've hooked up um, versus 30% at Catholic school. <laughs> this reeks of like dads trying to like use college lingo. <laughs> what do you kids hook up nowadays? Well, and that's a question I have because he didn't define hook up, no. which makes me wonder if 30% of these Catholic students say they've hooked up. I don't know if that's an underestimate or overestimate because I don't know what they mean by hooking yeah, up. They, do they don't mean, define like, it. Make out or have sex? Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. Um, but the argument here is, look, Catholic schools or schools that argue against any sort of sexual behavior before marriage, uh-huh. it works. It has an effect. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the point he wanted to make. What worries me is even if they don't define hooking up, mm-hmm. it's not like no one on these college campuses or fundamentalist Christian schools are avoiding it. Well, it's and it's self-reported, right? And it is self-reported, oh, so on. who knows? But the the fear is that when they're at these schools that preach abstinence, mm-hmm. that lower percentage of hookups may actually be more dangerous than at the public schools because they don't necessarily know how to protect themselves. Sure. And they don't know how to deal with consent issues. Oh, like, yeah. that's what worries me. I am not impressed, I guess, or not. I'm not judging. I'm not impressed by a lower number because I don't know what that means for them. And we have no idea what their hookups mean. If they're having sex, 30% of kids, if let's say they're having sex, who knows how many of them are protected? I have way more faith that the 70% of public school students who are hooking up, at least more of them probably know how to do it safely. Most apartments I went to in college had just like bowls of condoms around. Yeah, right? Just because. Just in case. It was like, oh, we think it's funny, but also not so crazy. Yeah. So I also want to speak to sort of the moral implication of like, oh, our Catholic students don't hook up nearly as much as you. Because again. So we're better than you are. Well, exactly. (laughs) And And I think I bring this up frequently that we assign moral implications to like generally neutral things. So like, oh, our students hook up less than your students. And the implication there is obviously, and therefore we're better or more holy or whatever. Um, I, I think that's interesting. And it reminds me a lot about the sort of when we equate, oh, the divorce rate is up and like, where's morality going? Whereas I see a higher divorce rate, not necessarily as a net positive, but like, I don't know. My grandparents were married for a long time and they were fucking miserable. I'll tell you that right <laughs> goddamn now. And yeah. like to me, a higher divorce rate is women being like, oh, I'm financially independent and, you know, can leave and I'm not going to stay in a bad relationship. Right. Get it st- a bad, abusive or whatever relationship. And so I think this sort of way of saying like this is necessarily good and this is necessarily bad. It. It mean it makes what they say mean nothing. Oh, our students hook up less than you. Okay, okay, fucking good for them, right. I guess. I don't, I don't know why this is something you feel like is worth sharing because you've attached morality to like making out with a guy at a party. Like yeah. it's. And if we know anything from people who grow up with abstinence-only sex education, oh my god, STDs, they don't count. Pregnancies. They don't count a lot of sex as sex. Yep. Yep. Depends on which hole. Oh, God, You're right. welcome. No, You're no, welcome. No, you have a daughter. <laughs> eh, I heard she's eight. Who knows? Um, I'm back here. All right. Infowars, the Alex Jones website. I'm staying away from my computer. All right. Infowars, the Alex Jones conservative conspiracy theory laden website. Yeah, we know they're pigs. crazy, right? Uh, Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's oh, pseudoscientific Gwyneth. stick a jade egg in your vagina to make it feel better website. They both, according to a an article at Quartz, uh, they looked at the ingredients in the products both of these sites sell because they don't. The fuck is it's Alex not the Jones same. Selling. Oh, he's. He, oh, have you seen the videos? He's no. marketing like drink this and you'll get stronger, like me. And then he like takes his shirt off and flexes. It's Isn't creepy. He a heavy set fella. Hey, no comment. <laughs> so they sell products. They sell a lot of pseudoscientific products, oh, but they're no. all different names. Like they don't sell the same stuff, right? Well, but at Quartz, they looked at the ingredients to say like, okay, this product at Goop is basically the, this product at Infowars and they're the same thing, but marketed to their respective audiences. So for example, 
um, what is called super male vitality oh, at Infowars is called sex dust at another wellness site. But it's the same stuff. And basically, if you look at this article, it's like, here's product A at Infowars. Here's product B at uh, Goop. They're basically the same thing. So, hey, look, liberals and conservatives, you're kind of not that different, which I think is kind of unfair. But I mean, I think there there's are... an argument to be made that if you go too far off, like your perspective <laughs> spe- spectrum, like I think anti-vaxxer is you've the, gone on you've the gone spectrum the circle, all to the other side. right? Because I think anti-vaxxer right? is sort of the logical conclusion, like the very <laughs> conservative, and very liberal people are like, no vaccinations. Right. Like. Oh, we have so much in <laughs> For different common. reasons, too. For I don't want the reasons. government telling me, like, to vaccinate versus I listen to science and, like, science is whatever. But the whole point is, look, if you don't know oh, how to think critically... the worst thing really I've heard all thing. day. Yeah. It's called... It's sold on a site called Moon Juice. No. <laughs> yeah, that's for real. Um, but the funny thing Ugh. is, look, here's the point. If you don't know how to think critically... We need and to you shut down the internet. I'm sorry. Oh, like, too late if, it, if it means the end of this podcast, so be it. Because a place <laughs> called Moon Juice exists, and Sells, I cannot... Selling sex dust. I cannot be on the same internet as them. <laughs> it's tainted. The internet's broken. This is what happens when you don't know how to think critically, though. That these sites can sell you the same pseudoscience, yeah. market it to whatever they think will if get you hyped up. If you're not thinking critically... You could bu- you'll, bu- you'll fall anything. for anything. You'll fall for anything. Yes. And it's like that's true on the conservative side of the spectrum, which I know we talk about a lot and we see it a lot. But the same thing happens to the liberal New Agey Gwyneth Paltrow side, too. The problem here isn't like the political spectrum is merging on that end. It's that, no, it's people who are gullible and right. will believe whatever you tell them. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's critical thinking. That's the problem. It's not conservative liberal thing. It's don't you know, you need to know what you're looking at. Uh-huh. Um all of this is bullshit. And if you look at the ingredients and you look at the claims they're making, they're not backed by any experts or science. Duh. Um, if you don't know how to ask good questions, you're the sucker. Um, <laughs> that's not surprising. Okay. Uh, this is another follow-up, something we've talked about a long time. There is a thing called the Johnson Amendment, oh. which says pastors cannot endorse candidates from oh, the pulpit uh-huh. if they want to keep their tax exemptions. The IRS is supposed to go after you if you do that. They have not done this very well. Right. They haven't done it. Atheists have sued over this. And the IRS said, look, look, we will do our jobs. So the atheists are like, fine, we'll back off for now. But the IRS hasn't done anything. Will you though, IRS? Pastors have literally sent the IRS tapes of them endorsing it because they want to fight this in court. They think they can win. And the IRS still hasn't taken their tax exemptions away. And Donald Trump, when he was campaigning, said, when I become president, if you elect me... I will repeal, take, the, repeal Johnson. the Johnson Amendment, which he doesn't have the power to do because he's not Congress. But he said that anyway. <laughs> he signed an executive order last month saying, look, I did it. He didn't. What he said is, I'm going to tell the IRS, like, look away. I'm not going to come after you, IRS. But it didn't have any teeth to it. But here's a, this is a big deal. And people aren't talking about this because there's all this other crazy stuff going on. Sorry, crazy. Uh, shouldn't use that word. Uh, House Republicans are working on, quote unquote, their budget right now. And in the budget bill, in the House appropriation bill, Uh they've included an amendment that would literally say the IRS may not use any funds, which is to say the IRS can't do this, to investigate a church for breach of the Johnson Amendment without the personal sign off of the IRS commissioner who also has to report to Congress. So basically, IRS, if we pass this thing, we won't allow you to look into these churches without a sign-off from that the IRS commissioner. That feels sinister as yeah. fuck. Uh-huh. And here's, I mean, besides the obvious problem that they're basically saying we're not going to allow the IRS to investigate these churches that do it, uh-huh. it's a specific um, amendment or uh, part to this bill that only says it applies to churches. Normally, we talk about this applies to all nonprofits. non-profits. So, like, the ACLU can't tell their members vote for Hillary Clinton. They're not allowed to do that. But in this case, oh, this shit. only applies to churches. And so the, there are church state separation groups saying, if you pass this amendment, like we're going to sue on those grounds, saying that this is an unfair religious privilege yeah. that cannot be allowed. Um, they've already sent a letter to the House Appropriations Subcommittee, several dozens of organizations, oh saying uh, not only would it make it difficult for the IRS to investigate claims that churches have violated the law, um, but they're also saying that this is problematic because it gives houses of worship special treatment. Shit. So 
it's happening. Like, so you, if you're listening, this applies to everyone since you have a representative. Tell them to vote against this amendment yeah. amidst all the other problems that are going on. But tell them that this should not be okay. Republicans have the numbers to pass the bill. They have the majority in the House. Yeah. Doesn't mean they should pass this particular thing. And I'm, I would like to think there are some House members who support church-state separation who see the problem with this, right. even if they like, you know, even if they side with the religious right. This is problematic. And I would say if it does get passed, I would say anybody who has an affiliation with, like, a mosque or something like that... Yeah, uh-huh. Like, jump in with two feet. Like, this is... Like, the only way to show Christians how privileged they are is to show them what it's like when other people have their their same their same benefits. So, I don't know. There's mosques around here. We can go campaign for whoever's going to run in <laughs> right. 2018. All right. Uh, different story... Canada, God, which we are has, burning through we're these. burning through them. Uh, Canada, which already makes us look bad sure. all the time. Sure, sure, now. sure, 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 sure. Uh, they had a survey. It's done by the Angus Reid Institute. I think that's reputable. But they basically <laughs> did a survey. You know those surveys in the U.S. where they say, would you vote for a president from your political party if that person were a blank? Yes. And atheist is always at or near the bottom of the list. Yes. And it's just over 50% say, I'm okay voting for an atheist from uh, my political party. That's all I need to be president, baby. I know, right? Uh, but it's still lower than every other category you could think of. Well, they asked this in Canada. Would you vote for, uh, would you support a party that was led by a blank? And when it says woman, like 96% of them said, yeah, I have no problem supporting Good. my party if it's led by a woman. Atheist, what percentage of Canadians said they would vote for a party led by an atheist? 80%. <gasps> Canada! I know. Incredible. What percent of them would vote for a party led by an evangelical Christian? Oh, my God. 65%. Way lower. Way lower. Um, Evangelical Christians ranked lower than someone who was transgender, (gasps) lesbian, gay, Jewish, black woman. Um, Like, it's way lower on the list. Canada showing up. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel know. like Canada is just rubbing in our faces at this point. They really are. Like, and they it, can. But doesn't it feel like they're like, and they deserve to. oh, this is what you guys are. Okay. <laughs> w- w- just watch. <laughs> just watch how this can go. Right. Um, and I, I'll be honest. I don't know that there's so much saying, yeah, we'd love to see an atheist run the party. So no. much as they're saying, we just don't care. It doesn't right. bother us. It wouldn't be a, a deal breaker. Can we go up to Canada so somebody can look at my ankle? <laughs> you need some more health care there? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't. I'm not presently insured and I busted my ankle the other day. Aww. It's fine. I was running through a dog park. Oh. <laughs> and just to state the obvious, it this is an identity politics. Like, I don't care if you're whatever. It right. doesn't matter to me if you're an evangelical Christian and you're running as long as you're politics. A- it's the policies that matter. But it's kind of nice to see that this isn't like being an atheist, being an open atheist. Isn't, isn't it automatic deal breaker? Yes, exactly. So good for Canada. Um, and one more follow up for you. Uh we talked about how the state of New Hampshire has two Republican atheists. Oh, yeah. Open atheists in their house. Oh, I heard about this guy. One of them was the guy who started that red pill subreddit. Yeah. He resigned. He's out. He's out. Um, the other one. He's out. I'm going to practice my Canadian accent. <laughs> you got to get used to it. The other one was a guy, a state rep named <laughs> Brandon joke. Finney. Uh, Brandon Finney came out uh, on, our, on the website uh-huh. in February where he basically said, I'm a libertarian, but I'm with the Republican Party. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of people who are rolling their eyes <laughs> at that. <laughs> I did roll my eyes. Yeah, it's okay. Thing. You're not alone. But basically, he said, I'm a libertarian, but I support uh, church state separation. I'm one of the good Republicans, right? <laughs> um, well, uh-huh. he announced this week that he's ditching the Republican Party. Nice. He's joining the Libertarian Party, the official Libertarian Party. Nice. Um, and he said, quote, the Republican Party just didn't fit me. Good. Um, he didn't like the House GOP leadership telling him what to do. Uh-huh. Um, and that's why he wants to join the Libertarian Party, which, I mean, aren't they going to tell him what to do, too? I don't know. <laughs> but but that means there are now zero statewide or federal Republican uh-huh. atheists. And these guys were both state reps. They, they were federal? both state reps. Okay. Um, I mean, there are zero atheists in Congress. Right. But at least there are a handful of open atheists at the state level across mm-hmm. the country. 
and there were only these two guys, one who resigned in disgrace and the other who's res- who's changing party affiliation based on principle, um, which, again, good for him for leaving the party, but kind of sad in some weird uh, way that... Is it a little too, is, little too late for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, I mean, we know the Republican Party is hostile to open atheists anyway, but mm-hmm. this they've just lost their only one. Uh, who's open about it. So uh. good luck to him. I've, I will tell you, I've talked to this guy because I've interviewed him for the site uh. and he's been pretty open about where he stands. Uh, I wish him the best. He seems like he he's principled sure. and he hasn't done anything as far as I know that makes me scream like, no, what the hell are you doing? Uh, even if I didn't like his party <laughs> affiliation. <laughs> That's bar to pass. That really is I have never at screamed point. at you in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but, but good luck to him. I hope it works out. Um, okay. Uh, I, I have just one more thing, which is a total self plug because I'm giving a couple talks in the next week. Oh. Um, oh, in and outside of Chicago. Me. I guess I was busy. I'm maybe. Um, I'm doing a couple talks. If you're in the Chicago area outside, uh, by Skokie, the ethical humanist society is hosting a panel on the rise of nationalism and religious fundamentalism. Mm-hmm. That is on Wednesday, July 5th, six 30. We'll have details on this on the website. Um, and I'm also speaking in Chicago on Sunday, July 9th uh, in Oak Park uh, at the Oak Park Public Library. Oak about Park what and Chicago athe- are not the same thing. They're not. Outside of Chicago. Um, about what atheists can learn from churches. The other thing that is uh, really interesting to me. Oh, can you What's that one? Move your... Uh, That doesn't. Okay. Um, the other one I'm speaking at, which is exciting for me because it just happened at the last second uh-huh. and I figured out a way to make it work. Yay. Uh, on Saturday, July 8th, next uh-huh. Saturday, uh, they are the tri-state freethinkers in Kentucky are holding a protest outside of Ark Encounter, <gasps> not because the park can't exist or something, but to say this isn't science. Yeah. This isn't. Uh, and Ark Encounter does a lot of shady things financially. Sure. Um, they're going to hold a protest outside of Ark Encounter. Uh-huh. So I'll be speaking at that protest oh, along dope. with several other people. So if you're interested, Saturday, Saturday, July 8th, just outside Ark Encounter in Williamstown, uh, it starts at 10 a.m., goes for a few hours. Cool. There'll be a lot of people there. Hope you can come. All of those things I just mentioned are free, um, and we'll post all the details uh, down on the website, on oh, the show cool, notes. Cool. Somebody, one of our listeners, offered to put me up in a hotel for the uh, the Tennessee. Uh, what was the, the Charles uh, uh, the the Dare, Clarence Darrow statue yeah. that's going up? Um, and I very much thank you for that offer. <laughs> I currently cannot afford to fly myself or drive myself <laughs> down there. However, it meant a lot to me, and I literally like turned to my husband like, "Nope, we do have to pay our mortgage this month again." So oh, mortgages always get in the way. Um, cool. So is that all you? That's all I got. Have? Um. There'll be more stuff, I'm sure, in the next week. Yeah. Um, uh, so we'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm. You can follow me at Blueberry, B-L-U-E, B-U-R-I-E on Twitter. I'm at Hemet Meta. And again, patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Thank you for your support. Y'all, we're getting a pretty close to making Hemet <laughs> watch Star Wars. It's going to be so good. <laughs> um, you can go to my Etsy shop. Um, it's uh, Bitches Get Stitched Done. I have a lot of time in my hands, so let me create something weird and dumb for you. It's my favorite thing, especially if it has swear words in it. (laughs) Um, Is that it? That's it. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Bye.